Welcome, 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 welcome. It's a fish and chip podcast oh, on a Friday. Um, and things are things have happened in the world, and we are going to let you know the nicest episode ever. Ever. <laughs> it's our 69th episode. Congratulations on making it this far, bro. Pop the champagne, do whatever you want. I don't care. Chip Daly over there, Dan Fish, right here. Hello. I gotta just I gotta start off by saying something that I just thought about. Uh, how was your Wednesday night? My Wednesday night? Yeah. Was <laughs> it as du- was it as dull and boring as mine was? Uh yeah, kind of. That was the first night in like since August. First, probably that there wasn't. That there was no sports on. Yeah, at all. you're right. There wasn't. There was no baseball, no basketball, no football. It was that's the first right. That's so weird. I was like, "There's nothing. What am I supposed to watch tonight?" So I actually was able to watch a little Netflix and catch up on the shows that have been coming out that I haven't yeah. been able to watch. So what you yeah, watching? That was a, uh, I'm gonna keep that private. Oh, keep it private. Oh, weird things. No, cuties um, or whatever that show is with the twelve year old. <laughs> Okay, no, it's Shit's Creek. That just came oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been t- trying season. to make you watch it forever. I've already watched the, all the other seasons. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. After a while. So, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm trying to finish that last season. Nice. I've been watching The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh. Pretty good. Pretty spooky, kind of. Actually, it's not as spooky as the first season thing. Do you know what's really spooky? Mm. Um, that on Halloween, it's going to be a full moon this year. Yes. And it's daylight savings time. Oh, man. Or an extra hour for activities. Uh-huh. An extra full moon hour. You know what that means? I know quite a few nurses that work in, obviously, hospitals, and they say, like, full moons and uh, daylight savings are not good things. Plus, <laughs> you add Halloween on top of that. Yep. Oh, man. I'd be, I'd be, <laughs> I would not want to be working in a hospital this weekend, especially, especially with COVID going on. Now you got COVID, huh. Halloween, full moon. I mean, st- 2020. Oh, boy. Of all the years that full moon, Halloween, Saturday, 2020. <laughs> Maybe it'll be more like the Atlanta, Fo- Atlanta Falcons in the fourth quarter. Yeah, nothing happens. It's possible. Uh, all right. Let's uh, get to some baseball. What series? It's First, over. Firstly. We had Trisha on about three weeks ago, was it? She predicted the Dodgers would win. And for her reward of predicting that right, she'll be on her show, I think, on Monday night, Tuesday's episode. I think they were my pick, too, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of people's. (laughs) Probably a lot of people's. I just said, I I mean, I was on the bandwagon for the fish just to root for the fish. I never thought they'd actually win the World Series. Yep. Just to clarify, in case people out there are going to throw shade at me. I was really hoping they'd win somehow. <laughs> I was, I was too. We were going to get tattoos. Uh-huh. would have been sick. Maybe next year. Could just anyway, but no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Miami Marlins, 2020 World Series champs. <laughs> 2020. No, just, just get the Miami Marlins. Yeah, okay. Yes, let's do it. So, yeah, the Dodgers won the World Series in Game 6 on Tuesday. No! It was Which fun. I did not think they were going to win in Game 6. I didn't either, because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Rays were uh, putting out uh, Blake Snell, who has been pitching really well, and he was pitching really well. I'm gonna just get to my beef right away. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm beefing too because he's the only pitcher in the whole series that was really slowing up the Dodgers. Yeah, so he had got through five and a third innings with nine strikeouts, and then he gave up his second hit in the fifth inning. And who's the Tampa coach? 
Kevin Cash. Yeah, he pulled him because the analytics say third time through the lineup, they start hitting him. However, the people same was, same thing that uh, our boy from the Twins manager, yeah, Rocco Rock Baldelli did, the same did. Thing for Maeda. <laughs> didn't work out good, and yeah. and Barrios. Yeah, I I mean, what do you? What's the point of saving them for the spring training season? If you're gonna lose, like, we kind of said it back when the Twins did it, and when they pulled their pitches too early, like, just let them ride for a little bit. I mean, one hit's not the end of the world. Yeah. And he had a pretty work. classic reaction. If you get a chance to go on social media or the internet and look at Blake Snell's reaction and like try to mouth along the words that he says when he sees Blake Snell coming, or not, not Blake Snell, Kevin Cash coming out of the dugout, it's pretty comical. I believe it. So, yeah, he's pulled, and then they bring in um, Anderson, Nick Anderson, to pitch, and he gives up a hit, another hit, and then a run. And which tied the game? Was there? An, oh no, he gave up two runs. Uh, one was charged as Snell. That's right. So the yeah. Dodgers took the lead then and never looked back. Yeah, the one was charged as Snell because yeah, because yeah, he it. gave the hit. But uh, John Smoltz, uh, great commentary that game. He's sitting there and he's in the in the heat of the moment. He's like, whenever you pull a guy out and the other team is like exhaling and saying thank God that they yeah. finally pulled them, you're making the wrong move. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what the Dodgers were thinking in that situation, and boom, they pounced on him. Yeah, because they had to have been thinking, like, oh, man, we cannot hit this guy tonight, and it was showing. It wasn't even that night. They couldn't hit that guy the whole for the series. the series, yeah. Then, like, oh, they're taking him out early. I'm sure just seeing him leave fired them up. Oh, it definitely did. Which, I mean, analytics – They've definitely changed baseball a lot of it for the good, but I mean, if you want to say that, but for like manager stuff, but it, in this case and the Twins in case, the postseason, it's different. You got to win yeah, games by you just go like by the eye test. Just watch. You got to trust your players when it comes down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Cause like what they do in the regular season when it means not a whole lot to them is completely different. Like adrenaline pumping through your veins can make you become that much better. Yeah. And Blake Snell was rolling, so I don't know what. Yeah, didn't make any sense. And he was ten years s- ago, he never would have got pulled, and he probably would have went eight to nine innings. Oh yeah, and shut them out. These people, these pitchers now, or like back then, would probably be pushing like 120 pitches. Yeah, especially in the postseason. Yeah, they pulled Snell at 73 pitches, which is nothing. I kind of yeah. hate that we're going away from long starters, especially when um, he's a left-handed pitcher and. Most, I mean, there's some good bats on the Dodgers that are obviously right-handed hitters, like Mookie Betts and Justin Turner. But a lot of the damage makers are the left-handed hitters, like Bellinger, um, Muncie, Seager, Jack Peterson when he gets hot. You know, and I thought, like, I know most of most of the guys are they're fifty-fifty lineup right and left, but I mean, yeah. a lot of the damage makers in the series were left-handed hitters, so like. I think that's why he was so successful because the left-handers were the ones that were eating them up. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Mookie Betts was like due up soon when he got pulled, right? Yeah. And he, like, he's so much worse against lefties versus righties. He has a 200 average versus a 323 average. Yeah. 200 for lefties. So I, I still don't understand why they took Snell out. But whatever. It's done. Stone's done. Um, the other thing that was very interesting 
was uh, Justin Turner, the third baseman for the Dodgers. He uh, he's one of their better hitters. Well, as you were just saying, Dan, they have a lot. But well, he went. He he had in games three and four, or no, four and five. I don't remember. Three and four. Yeah, game in games five, three and th- over four. In games three and four, he the first at bat he had in the first inning, he had two solo home runs. Yeah, so he so was, he was the reason they got out to a hot start in games three and four. Mm-hmm. But in game six on Tuesday, he uh, was over three, but then it was like the sixth or seventh inning. He just left the field and no one knew why. So they were like the announcers, like, "Oh, we'll try and find out what the reason." I was assuming it was an injury, but then yeah, Joe Buck's on the on the call and he's like, "Justin Turner's not coming out." Yeah, what, was it the eighth inning? Yeah, something like that. Seventh, eighth, six. I don't know. I think it was at least the eighth. Okay. Um, and um, they're like, he might have got hurt or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the game, after like. There was a sec like a secondary post game show thing almost, and they're like, "We have news that Justin Terminer received a positive COVID results during the game, which is why he left." But he was already there. Yeah, I'm just thinking, <laughs> what? Shouldn't all these players have the results back before the game? Well, like, they I, should. Yeah, and it's super weird. Wasn't the test that he had Monday? Yeah, when they were just Monday. getting. Yeah. Like, I thought the athletes would have, like, the rapid test that they get back within, like, a half hour. But apparently not. And then, so he after they told him to leave the field, like, in the eighth inning or whatever, then the Dodgers win. <laughs> He's up back on the field for all the pictures and celebrating, which, I mean, they can't blame him, but at the same time, it's like, ooh, come on. But still, like, He's already he was already around. around. Yeah. He's been around everybody all day. It's true. You know, it's not even just the game. It's batting. It's batting practice. It's everything. Yeah. That's, yeah it's in true. the locker room getting dressed. You're six and feet away from somebody. If he tested on Monday, he was with them all on Monday, I'm sure, for practice. Cross your fingers. It was a false positive. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, he might not have any symptoms. So maybe he, maybe it is a false positive. Like, if he had symptoms, I'm sure he wouldn't be playing. Yeah. Because, you know, they're getting their temp- temperatures checked, too. And, you know, if they have coughs, e- fevers, et cetera. Yeah. They're not going to be playing regardless of what their test says. Right. So, I mean, cross yeah. your fingers is Hopefully false nothing. positive. It doesn't spread, you know. Now it's yep. just another parade that's going to happen in Los Angeles, and we'll see when that happens. Maybe they'll just do it together with the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a big parade. Have the Lakers done theirs yet? No, they said they were going to. Yeah, okay. They haven't set a date on it yet because of COVID. Yep. Okay. Uh, anything else in the World Series? I got one other baseball thing. Otherwise... Uh, well, I'm just waiting on you to play that sound chip. Should I do it now? Sure. Okay. <laughs> it's time for Dan's favorite athlete on earth today. Uh, favorite athlete of the day, Mr. MVP, Corey Seager of the Dodgers. Ooh. Uh, let's just make it a co-MVP. By the way, I mentioned that Kershaw was 4-1 in the postseason. Can I say that enough? He was 4-1 this postseason. He had 2-0 in the World Series. Stop hating. Stop yes. hating. But, yes, Corey Seager, MVP. He had nine home runs, I believe, this postseason. So basically a home run every other day. Uh, only to be beaten out by Randy Arozarena. Yep. Um, probably the best player and would have been the MVP if the Rays had won, but. Corey Seager gets the job done. His postseason was 
unbelievable. And I believe he's a free agent after next year. So look for him to be making a whole lot of money. Yeah. And maybe the Dodgers can't pay him because they are already paying 400 million Mookie bets or whatever. The Dodgers like the Yankees don't really care how much they spend though. Yeah. I mean, Corey Seager is going to be making a lot of money after next year. (laughs) Yes. Congrats to the Seager. Yes, congratulations to all the Dodgers out all there. All the Dodgers, yes. I'm sure Except we'll talk Dave about Roberts. it. Talk about the World Series and the postseason more on Tuesday when Trish is back. But in the meantime, the White Sox. So it was like two weeks ago, they kind of surprisingly fired their manager. Now, as of Thursday, they're announcing their um, like signing Tony La Russa to be the new manager, who is 76 years old. And he's not managed since 2011. Um, he had his most success with the Cardinals. Well, that's a little hint at the uh, game today. He's Ooh. on my, He's on one of the questions. Interesting. So he's actually already a Hall of Famer too, which yeah, because he's been out of baseball for. Yeah, has there ever been an active Hall of Famer like coaching or playing? That would be a fun fact to look it up is. for next week. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, been out of the game for nine years. Seventy-six years old. He's going to come manage the White Sox, which I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, he's a great coach, or he was, but the White Sox were just in the playoffs. They should just bring back Ozzie Guillen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought their plan was going to go to like a younger analytical coach like the Twins did when they fired uh, Molitor after a season. But I guess uh, not. So we'll see how that pans out. Maybe he's changed his ways and he's now an analytical guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah. Uh, last little news tidbit thing that's not baseball related. NBA. The Utah Jazz was sold for $1.66 billion to a 40-year-old named Ryan Smith. Apparently, he had a very successful company and he made like $8 billion when he sold it. So now he just bought the Jazz. So you and I have like uh, 12, 13 years-ish to make a couple billion so we can buy a team. It's doable. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, so that's our goal. <laughs> we'll sell the rights for a podcast. For <laughs> sell <billion. it. laughs> Where's Fox Sports? Are they going to make us an offer pretty soon? Yeah, for a couple. All people. right, with that, let's wrap up fags. <laughs> Fagments? Ah! With that, let's wrap up segment one. I can talk. Uh, <laughs> segment yeah. two, NFL talk. Remember, uh, Fish and Chipot on Twitter at Fish and Chipot, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, and Amazon. And we a, will be coming. Sorry, there's another one that I think has been on yeah. there a while. I, let's just uh, something. Let's <laughs> mention that. Let's mention that next segment. Or not. Or not. Maybe bye. Welcome back to the Fish and Chip Podcast. The uh, new thing that we're on that I was trying to remember is CastBox, not Matchbox, CastBox. Apparently, you can listen to us there. Don't know much about it. I think we're on a lot of other things. But yeah, listen to us wherever you want, most likely. Fish and Chip Podcast. Most places you get your podcast. Yeah, that's Dan Fish. Uh, As we do all the time in the second NFL, but we're also going to do some college football. This is the football. Football time. Football, football, football. Football Friday. Football. Yeah, football Friday. Do you want to start with NFL or college? Let's, let's do the college stuff. The collage. The Big oh, Ten football came yeah. back last weekend. And guess what? Already one weekend, COVID has roared its ugly head. Wrecked. And not wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> and has bit the, w. The, bit the Badgers. And 
Their game with the Cornhuskers this weekend is canceled. And if you remember, when the Big Ten was canceling their season at the beginning of the year, Nebraska was one of the teams that were like, well, whatever, Big Ten, we're going to go out and play whoever we want then. Yep. And there's kind of a salty situation between the Big Ten and Nebraska, I feel like. I feel like Nebraska might get kicked out or just leave on their own at some point. Yeah. <laughs> the way this is going. Big 12 or something. But anyway, so when the game got canceled, and I believe it got canceled on Tuesday or maybe Wednesday. Um, yeah, I think Tuesday. I don't know. Nebraska, without consulting the Big Ten first to see if another game would be even possible, just went out there and started looking for teams that they that would be willing to come in and play. And as of Thursday morning, they basically had come to terms without signing any contract of playing a game with UT Chattanooga, an FCS school, but basically had all the terms agreed upon and we're going to sign the paperwork to play the game on Saturday, two days before. (laughs) And Nebraska had obviously you know, proposes to the Big Ten, so they went upon doing that after they had already scheduled this, basically, with Chattanooga, and the Big Ten denied their request. So (laughs) this just means a little bit more drama between Nebraska football and the Big Ten Conference. (laughs) Yep. Um, Do you know, is that is the Nebraska-Wisconsin game supposed to be rescheduled, or is it just canceled because they're sticking to eight weeks? I think they're sticking to eight games. Okay. Eight weeks, so I don't. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah, it's gonna be made up. Calling it a cancellation. Okay, I see. Yeah, I, I didn't hear the postponed word used. I heard the yeah. cancel cancellation. word used. Yes, yes. Unfortunate, but yeah. I mean, whatever. Kind of expected it. <laughs> At some point, it would happen. Yeah, you, it, it, it's almost comical because, like, if you're Nebraska, if you're like a good, you know, like if you're thinking, if you're sound of mind. The right thing to do is check with the Big Ten first and then go schedule a football game. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're still upset about how this whole season's been handled. And they were like, we're going to go schedule a football game and then ask the Big Ten if it's okay. And when they deny it, they're going to look like the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably. So I think, I think Nebraska for. was just out to hurt the Big Ten and the Big Ten's going to notice that. And yep. I. I wouldn't be surprised if when their agreement or term comes up, I bet that they won't be inviting Nebraska back, is my opinion. Yeah, if they keep this up. <laughs> or, like, trying to do or Nebraska things. won't want to be back. One of yeah. the two. Big 12, man. Yeah, they'll go back to Big 12. <laughs> That's where they belong. They, they belong. There. I kind of feel like a Big 12 team. Were they actually part of that at one point? A long history in the Big 12. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. Yep. In Missouri. That's when the Big Big 12 had 12 teams, and now and then it all fell apart in the one year they had like eight. Yes, interesting. All right, one of their college news, Trevor Lawrence, the guy, the quarterback of all teams. Doesn't make sense, but you know what I'm trying to say. The savior. The savior of the Jets. <laughs> if he goes to the Jets. So, there's been speculation. People saying, you know, if the Jets have the first pick, you should probably just stay at Clemson. Um, his recent quote is saying, my mindset has been that I'm going to move on, but who knows? So He's, he's open leaving, to all options, He's basically. leaving that little, little hint he might come back to Clemson. He would consider another year. 
Yeah. I wonder if it's just because of the Jets or <laughs> or what. I think I think it's probably 80% if the Jets get it, I don't want to play for them. Yeah. And it's probably 20% if I don't win a title, I want to come back and win yeah. one again, one more. Yeah, it's probably probably it. I don't blame him for not wanting to go to the Jets because they have been a dumpster fire, but well, I mean, just look look at Sam Darnold. Some people look looked at him as like the top prospect in that draft three years ago. Yeah. And now his career looks like, you know, he might not be in the league in a couple of years. Yeah. And it's not because he's playing that bad. Like he's doing about all you can with the roster and yeah, the talent the around, around him. him. I mean, he's he's like leading the team in rushing. <laughs> I mean, what else is he supposed to do? Yeah. Um but yeah, because of the situation he's been in, he might not even get a chance to be a backup. Yeah. But if if they just get like a new manager, new GM, and a new coach, and then get Trevor Lawrence, I think they could easily turn it around with just if I mean obviously if Trevor Lawrence lives up to his potential and the hype, I feel like just a good enough quarterback can turn your team around. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's kind of similar to Andrew Luck. Like, yeah. when he went in the Colts, they were they were pretty much a dumpster fire that one year with Curtis Painter, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, he made them a respectably decent team, you know, competing for playoff wins, but not necessarily a championship. He got the AFC Championship one time. Yeah. I think that would be a similar level of talent that Trevor Lawrence is, but obviously, like if you can get on a team like, for instance, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, or I don't know who else would be even available. I haven't thought this far ahead, but like, you know, a team that, you know, is relatively good most years, but is bad this the year. The Vikings? The Vikings. Maybe you could take them to the next level, you know, and have a year like Brett Favre did. Yes. Yes. Give me more Trevor Lawrence to the Vikings. Or the Giants, too. I mean, they're historically pretty good. Yeah. They're, they're kind of bad right now. <laughs> they're really bad right now. But I'm New saying York's like, got the a, two worst teams. A, a team that's relatively historically good. You know, the Jets yeah. are not historically good. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's all the college I have. You got anything yeah. else? All right. No. So, NFL trade deadline is Tuesday. I feel like it's getting bigger every year when deals get uh, get made. I feel like it used to be where it'd be very rare that deals happen, but we've already seen. Yeah, because people didn't really want to change their rosters all that much and bring in new, new faces or new yeah. chemistry to the not locker like room. Baseball. But now people, GMs are starting to get more in the sense of we want to dump a lot of salary so we have mm-hmm. room next year and can accrue draft picks. If we're sucking, let's just really be bad. Yeah. So there's been a couple fairly big trades already. Everson Griffin, who just signed with the Cowboys this season, has already been traded to uh, – where did he go? NFC North division rival of the Vikings. Oh, yeah, the Lions. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so he's uh going to the Lions, which I guess the Lions feel at three and three they have a chance at a little push or something for the playoffs. Yeah, and the Cowboys also cut Don Terry Poe and yeah, think, another cornerback. I think the Cowboys know their season's lost, so they're probably <laughs> dumb. The players quit, so now management has quit. Yep, and then uh, another defensive end was traded, Carlos Dunlap from the Bengals to Seattle. He used to be super good. I don't know how he's now. I guess he's been kind of on the bench. Yeah. I feel like Seattle could revitalize him. Yeah. And then lastly, this is not a trade, but some speculation. 
Uh, the Patriots, Stephon Gilmore, is apparently on the table for a trade. I feel like they would need to have a really good offer because he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. But, I don't know, I guess it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots move on from him. I know the Vikings are also looking to dump a lot of a lot of salary space. Yeah, I've seen um, lots of rumors. But basically, they're not willing to, like, they want to trade Kyle Rudolph, but some yeah. GM said, like, you know, they we, they want to trade Kyle Rudolph, but we want Herb Smith. And they're not willing to part with any of the young players. Yeah, I don't blame them for that. Another player that they want to dump is Harrison Smith. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, I like Anthony Harris for the Vikings, too, but I feel like he makes the most sense to trade because he's on a franchise tag and he costs a lot. Yeah. So, I, I think they should try to move him. Since but he had, he had a lot of interceptions last year. Man. I know, but I don't. I feel like they're not going to re-sign him anyway. Yeah, I don't know. And, yeah, the team's a disaster. So, get rid of him. Got any other uh, NFL trade talk? Uh, nope, not right now. We'll have updates on okay. Tuesday. Well, actually, that sparked my memory that I read an article today. Um, NBA-wise trade potentials. Mm-hmm. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who also have Ooh, the number one Devin Booker. They are interested in trading the number one pick for trading back in the first round and maybe even packaging their other pick that they have in the first round in order to get an NBA-caliber starter and another draft pick is what they are listed as saying. Yes, yes, Timberwolves make moves. But I don't think there's going to be that much appeal for it because yeah. I don't think there's anybody really wanting to jump up in this draft. So I would yeah. I would think they're going to have a hard time with that. But Yeah, unless there's like a team like... They be talking. <laughs> yeah, there's a team that's like, oh, I really want this guy, and the only way I'm going to get him, I think, is if we take the number one pick. Like the team like that comes up, like the Knicks, <laughs> then I could see the Wolves making a deal. But like yeah, said, but to me, there's not... like three or three or four, maybe five players that you're like, okay, this is probably the top five. Yeah, and you'd be like, I'm fine you know, if I get and, any of those five. And in in any order, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, like it's probably going to go any order. And like if you're in the fifth spot, you know, you you probably are thinking we might get the guy we want anyway. Yeah, that was but like at this was. point, they don't even know what they want. They had a college season that got shortened yep. with COVID. They haven't been able to go out and recruit as much. So, like, they didn't have a combine. Mm-hmm. They're probably sitting there like, there's nobody that we really want to jump up and get. We're just, like, taking a shot in the dark anyway. So, why why spend something to move up, you know? Yeah. So but. They are. Uh, the NBA is relaxing on some restrictions. Like, the Wolves met with LaMelo Ball on thir- or, yeah, Thursday to discuss. Yeah, I kind of think that they might go that route. Yeah. And I guess he's also scheduled to meet with the Warriors. We'll see. Yes, we will. Three weeks. Uh, 18th of November, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. Coming soon. I'll be sure to uh, let you guys know what's going on. Yes. <laughs> All right, why don't you play that sound chip so we can get our picks in? It's time for Survivor Picks of the Week. Woo! All right, is it uh, my turn to go first? I'm pretty I'm committed. Sure, I don't care. I'm I'm committed at this point. Yeah. Okay, I am going with the Tampa Bay Bucks against. I knew you were going to do that. The Giants on Monday. I feel like they're the safest pick this week. Well, for what I have left, and the West Kansas City, obviously, is probably the favorite. Um, Kansas City's favored by 19 and a half over the Jets, which is nuts <laughs> for professional. 
but that yeah that's probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> yeah it probably is what well, are you doing <clears throat> i think mine's pretty pretty much a lock too but i've been saying that for five straight weeks uh, i hope it's not the book so i know it's <laughs> they were on my list i'm not going with the bucks i don't want to i don't want to see them in prime time you know like they didn't play well in prime time on thursday nights so and, uh, and the giants have been brady killers but well yeah and <laughs> Mr. Tripopotamus, Daniel <laughs> Jones. <laughs> He'll probably rip off a 100-yard run that doesn't score. Yep. That's not what they're going to get. I'm going to go with the Packers or the Vikings. Mm. I'm nervous because the Vikings are off a of bye week, but I'm sitting here thinking they have no pass rush left. Yeah. They traded in Gakwe. Daniel Hunter's out. Uh, Cam Dancer's <laughs> on the COVID list. That's a cornerback. So <laughs> I think Mike Hughes is still hurt. Yeah, he's um, always possibly hurt. not possibly not playing. So like they're signing cornerbacks and going to start playing them one week after they just signed them. Yeah, and it's um, in, in Green Bay. Anthony Barr's out. <laughs> yep, uh, it's in Green Bay. The Packers already dominated the Vikings once. I I don't think it's going to be close. I think he, Aaron Rodgers could pick them apart in their sleep. And it better it better not be close. I don't want the Vikings to win. I don't really either. The only way I can see the Vikings winning is if there's some really weird plays that happen against the Packers. Like they fumble for no reason like five times. And then Kirk Cousins decides to have his one good game of the season. Yeah, and I looked at the weather even. It's not supposed to be that cold. I think it's supposed to be even in the 50s mm. um, and no snow. So. It's not like the weather conditions are going to make it harder for the Packers to move the ball. I think they're going to move it at will. And yeah, you know it was a shootout there last year, but I don't think the Vikings have what it takes to keep up with the Packers. Yeah, I feel like it could be similar to like the Week One, where it was like forty-three to thirty or whatever. Yeah, because the Packers quit playing defense. In yeah, the second I half. feel like it could be high scoring like that. But it'd probably be twenty-eight to seven before that. Yeah, or maybe like thirty to twenty. And then 45 to 30-something. Every time the Packers score, the defense is just like, well, they're not going to make it back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they scored on us. Oh, well. Aaron Rodgers goes down again and scores again. Yes. So I'm rolling with Packers. You got the Bucks. I'm going to go put that on the big board. All right. Big board. I'm going to tap it send in. send us to game time. What, you said me send us? Going send to game us time. to game time. Fish and Chip Podcast. That was our pick stuff. We'll be back in, well, for you in like 30 seconds, but for us in probably a few minutes. And then next week, Trish is back for baseball and uh, something else. 69th episode. We'll be right back. Welcome our new partner to the Fish and Chip Podcast. If you want to know more about Thrive Fantasy, ask Chip. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about the top-tier athletes in respective sports. They have awarded over $1.5 million in prizes since launching in only 2018. Use promo code FISH when you sign up to receive an instant deposit match between $20 and $50. Download Thrive Fantasy on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up using promo code FISH. Hashtag prop up today. Welcome back to the Fish and Chip Podcast. 69th episode. Thank you for reminding us, <laughs> Chip. I'm Dan Fish. I have a game today for you, Chip. Let's 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 do it. I wanna, this will I probably this. get highly controversial and upset people. Oh boy. No, I'm just kidding. Um 
So everybody loves telling no. <laughs> everybody loves telling you how old they are, you know, oh. because when you start getting older, people love to say, "Yeah, I'm 80," you know. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Um, or like, yeah, I'm 30. Like, don't want to admit that you're 30. You're 29 for like six years. Uh-huh. Um, today's game is called "How Old Am I?" <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you a person. You got to tell me how old they are. I'll give you a five point range. So for instance, if you pick the number 20, I will give you a five point range. So 18 through 22 would, would be acceptable. Does that make sense? I will count it as correct. If you're within five. So like if you guess 20, you are right. If you have 18, 19, 20, 21 or 22. Mm, Okay. Okay. Makes sense. So it's a five point range. It's basically two on either side of your guess. Okay. Just to make it fair, because I think getting these on the numbers is going to be pretty hard. Yeah. All right. Number one. And most most of these have relevance to what's going on in the news lately. Number one. Tony La Russa. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Clayton Kershaw. How old is he? Ooh. Four and one this this postseason, two and oh in the World Series. First time champion. I'm going to say uh, 34. You will get a point for that. Yeah. He is 32, though. Oh, he's younger. Okay. Yeah, he was a lot younger than I thought he was. He seems old. <laughs> he's probably been pitching since he was 21, though. Yeah, that's true. It's been about 11 years. Okay, next. This one should be really easy. The NFC Player of the Month. Tom Brady. He was a player of the month. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, 42? 43, ah, but I will okay. give it to you. Yeah, he's NFC player of the month. I think he had two games with five touchdowns. Wow. Huh? Yep. It's like Russ Wilson. Maybe he's a little. He probably had September. So they probably Oh, for October, you're right, because it's going to be November. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. Um... And the guy you mentioned already. Tony. Old Tony, Tony La Russa. 76. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed <laughs> when you were telling that. And you were like, he's 76 years old. I'm like, dang it. I, I, was, wondering, I was really hoping you would read that article and be like, well, Tony La Russa went to the White Sox. Well, did you pay attention to how old he is? <laughs> no, dang Most it. Most of the time I wouldn't, but he was quite old. So I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. he's quite old. <laughs> if you think that's quite old, guess what? I got some really old farts on here later. Oh boy! All right. Well, um, the Nets' new head coach is Steve Nash. Um, there's been a lot of news about him lately. How old is Steve Nash? Stevie boy, Steven Nash. Um, uh, forty-seven. I will give it to you again. He is forty-six. <laughs> Doing a great job so far. Thank you. Thank you. All right, a guy that just got signed. We I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast. Des Bryant went to the Ravens. Yes, practice squad. Yeah, how old is he? Ooh, uh, I feel like he's a little older in the 30s, late 30s. I'm going to say 36. That is your first incorrect song. Ah! How old is he? And not even close. He's 31. What? Why do I think he's so old? Because as soon as the Dow- as soon as he passed his peak, the Cowboys moved off him, and, and then he was trying to keep playing, and he should have kept playing, but he got hurt in New Orleans. And thirty-one. His- he's only thirty-one years old. It's like the age of Adam Thielen. 
Yeah. Julio <laughs> Jones. I know, but Des Bryant was drafted like less than 10 years ago. Yeah, wow. Well, I was um, more surprised that he's not like he hasn't been on a team, is what I'm saying. He, yeah, like, but he's had injury problems. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what, he, like, he was going to, the Saints were going to sign him last year and he worked out for them and what he tore his ACL or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Achilles. Mm-hmm. All right. Another wide receiver. We're going to move on with some wide receivers here. Uh, a person that just had knee surgery and is expected to miss a couple weeks, Julian Edelman for the Patriots. Man, is he in the low 30s or late 30s? I'll say 33. I will give it to you because he is 34 years old. All right. Yep, good job there. And then a guy that just got signed by the Bucks, he cannot play this week because he's serving his last game of his suspension. That would be Antonio Brown. How old is he? Mm. I'm going to say 31. I don't know if that's right, but I'm just going to say 31 because I feel like it's in the range. It's not right, but he's 32. Okay. All right. So that's another point. You are six of seven so far. All right. Last sports-related person... We mentioned him. He got traded from Dallas to the Lions. Everson Griffin. How old is he? 34. I will give it to you. He's 32. I didn't think. I was kind of questioning if you thought he was even 30 yet. Because like (laughs) I would have probably if you told me he was 28, 29, I probably would have been like, yeah, okay, I can guess that. Although I don't think the Vikings would have got rid of him then if he was still that young. Well, he's had some other things going on with him, too. So. True, true. All right. Seven of eight. Now, I just wanted to... <laughs> I found a really fun fact last week, or heard one, I guess. And I'm just going to let you put this in perspective for you. In 1992, the, the United States elected Bill Clinton as their president. How old is Bill Clinton right now? Oh boy. <laughs> uh who? Seventy-two. I will give it to you. He's seventy-four. Wow. Right on the edge. All right. I will give you. He was born in June of June, and now he's seventy-four. I will give you the next president that was elected in two thousand. George W. Bush. How George old is he now? W. Uh, hmm. Is he also like the same age? Or is he younger? Oh boy, this one. Mm, I want to say he's like. Ah oh man, is it late sixties or low to mid seventies? Uh so I'm gonna say seventy. I'm just gonna say seventy. That's incorrect. He as well is born in seventy. He is seventy-four. He was born one month after Bill Clinton. Oh, interesting. In July. Now, our current president, elected in 2016. How old is Donald Trump? I know. He and Biden are like the oldest. Whoever wins is going to be the oldest ever. Uh, I think 74, 75. Mm, I'm going to say 75. I don't think that's right, but it's going to expand my range. He is 74. Oh. So to put that in perspective... We are in 2020 right now. 
and we are voting for a person that is the same amount or is the same age as the people we elected in 1992 and 2000. That's actually the other person that is going up for election is Joe Biden. How old is he? I think he's 76. He's 77, but I'll give it to you. So the two candidates, the two main candidates that the United States is voting upon between Democrats and Republicans are actually older, currently older than what the 1992 and 2000 elected presidents were. Wow. <sighs> then they so all put right that now, in perspective. Yeah. yeah. Basically, 20 years ago, Bill Clinton was 18 years ago. Bill Clinton was elected president. He was 56 years old. We are now voting for somebody that's going to be older than he currently is 18 years later. Yeah, that's weird. That's old. Yeah. I feel like whoever is going to win is not going to make it through the whole term. <laughs> I have a lot of things that I could say on beef like that, but I just wanted to like just put that in perspective and let you think about it and whatever you want to take from it and think about what your views are on it. You do you. But I just wanted to let you get have the facts here. Yep. So basically, Clinton was born in June, Bush was born in July, and Trump was born in August of the same year. Wow, they're also they're all seventy four. That's actually wild. Yeah, huh. and then obviously Biden's three years older than them. Hmm. All right, well that's, that's game time. That's Do you want to know what your results? Do you sure. Want to know your results. Ten of twelve, man. Ooh. That was really really good. I'm proud of you. I know people's ages. Yeah, you got three of the presidents right, and I thought, or president slash people running for president with Biden, but yeah, three of the four there, so I was impressed with that, because I would not have, I would have probably been guessing in the dark on all of them. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so yeah, this has been Game Time on the Mm. Fish and Chip Podcast. Remember, follow us on Twitter at Fish and Chip Pod. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Machine, and Amazon. Use your smart speakers, say, hey, Google, or Alexa, play Fish and Chip Pod. Hashtag prop up at Thrive Fantasy. Promo code FISH. F-I-S-H. FISH. Thanks for listening. Chip, you got anything else to say over there, Chip Daly? Um, tune in next Tuesday for another exciting episode of Business Trash. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Dan Fish saying, stay sweet, universe. Remember the boo? Yes, that too. Throwing this in there at the end. And set your clocks back. I don't think we gotta be that freaking. <laughs> the clocks turn themselves nowadays. Twenty years ago, when we were little, you'd have to remember. Oh, turn! Everybody's walking around town. Remember to turn your clocks back. Remember yeah. to turn your clocks back. <laughs> you they do them on their own. Your oven. They do them on their own now. Oh, mine doesn't. Oh, not those type of appliances, but I mean, like, how many clocks do you really have in your house? Oh, Let's say your phone. I have like an old alarm clock that you just flip a switch on the back. <laughs> yeah.